coming at you live from the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters headquarters. This is the Mass Turbulence Podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to the Mass Turbulence Podcast. My name is John and I am your host. And we also have our co-hosts from the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters. We have on the line today. Well, you've got Luke on the line, John. It's good to be here. It's, I'm glad that we're finally getting the podcast rolling. And uh, I think we're joined by a few other uh, Ghostbusters here on the line with us. Got Dave here. Been in and out of the group since 2015, or I'm sorry, 2016. Enjoyed every minute of it that I've got to participate. Uh, it's Gabe here, also known as Knoxville's Predator Cosplay or Knoxville's Joker. Ah, uh, the Joker. Just as long as you don't go, uh, you know, kicking on any bats, we'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a few bats in the belfry, so there you go. <laughs> well, to give you all a little idea of what this podcast is about, we got together and started discussing about how all the uh, there's all these Ghostbusters franchise out around the world, and so many of them, you know, you don't really know about. And we decided, you know, hey, let's do a podcast where we can, you know, not only talk about our group, but we can also give a uh, chance for all these other franchises to have their 15 minutes of fame and you know, kind of get to know one another because, you know, we all have this one thing in common and that is Ghostbusters. We love the, um, we love the franchise and I think we just lost Luke. No, no. He just messaged in. I love well, Luke, if you can get back on, we will. Uh... Oh, there he is, hey, and back. he's back. I don't know what happened. I heard uh, back. himself, and it just went quiet on me. I don't know. But I'm back. I'm known right. for breaking cameras. I didn't know I was known for breaking microphones. Oh. <laughs> you were doing what's your part. I went to speak, and when I went to speak, my whole thing shut down. So I think it was my fault this time, but. Well, hey, this is that's the beauty of a pilot episode. All sorts of things can get can go wrong, and you and all will be forgiven because we can just say, "Well, we didn't know any better." This is our first go around. <laughs> all a learning process, John. All a learning process. Yes. It's all learning process. It's all part of the show. Hey, Mister John, do you care if my son says something real fast? Oh, jump on there. You just say something real quick, bud. I'm a Ghostbuster too. Well, pull you up a chair then. You're part of the show. <laughs> He's playing Fortnite as well. He just wanted to put his voice in there for a second. I know what it means. I've brought my son in on some podcasts I've done in the past a few times too. And now he's, you know, too cool for school. <laughs> and that's the beauty of being a Ghostbuster. Anybody can be a Ghostbuster. You know, and before, you know, and you're right. That is very much right. You know, that is one thing about 
uh, what I love about cosplaying as a Ghostbuster and being part of Ghostbusters franchises is you get to be yourself. And it's not just a, you know, like you dress up as Superman or Batman or Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne. You have to be those characters. You you know, you cosplay as a Ghostbuster. You get to cosplay, honestly, as yourself. You don't have to be Egon, Peter, Winston, Ray. You know, you can be yourself. And that, I think that's one of the things I love most about the whole Ghostbusters um, cosplaying. Absolutely. If you don't care for me chiming in just for a second, um, number one question I get whenever I get friends or people that just see me in my suit, be like, who are you? Or which one are you? I'm like, beauty of this group is we are ourselves. Name tag is my last name. My son's got his on his. I mean, you don't, like you said, you can just be yourself and just, just rock it, man. Yeah, I mean, you can have a favorite Ghostbuster, but, you know, that that's what I love is, you know, I don't have to sit there and actually be in any kind of character. Yeah, and that's great. And, you, and it's a... We ourselves as Ghostbusters, enjoying being Ghostbusters, but we're all ourselves. And that that's totally different than any, like you were saying, any other superhero or anything else you can cosplay as. You may be a Ghostbuster, but you're still yourself as a Ghostbuster. It's kind of an empowering thing, really. I agree. I mean, you know, you, you know, you just don't, you, you're just, you're free. You know, it's, it's more of a freedom thing. And, you know, there's so many different things, you know, you, you've, you're allowed to kind of take some privileges. I mean, the packs don't have to be completely screen accurate, perfect, because everybody who makes a pack, they kind of put their own touches and their own flourishes to it. And, you know, you've got the franchises, they have their own pat, their own unit patches, so to speak, you know, and it's nice to know that, you know, you're not tied down to just a complete specific set of rules. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, such as the 501st, they have very specific rules about, you know, who and how and, you know, the ways that you have to present yourself. You know, Aliens Legacy, they don't, as long as you got a costume and you got a backstory, you're golden. You know, and I, I like the idea of you're not having to, well, for one, cosplaying is, ex, is expensive. And, you know, the, and I think, like you said, the 501st, those guys take it to an extreme. You know, uh, those guys are almost like they have, you have to almost practically buy your Stormtrooper <laughs> from Disney. Correct. And, you know, it's just, you know, very it's a very intimidating way of having to do it because you're always in fear. You're going to be, you know, Oh, you know, you're off by like one sixteenth of an inch with your, uh, you know, this bend in the armor. Oh yeah. And what's also cool about it too, as far as the equipment, is you can just individualize it as well. Like my first pack was just a junk pack, literally a piece of plywood as a motherboard with a bunch of just, Odds and ends on it. I even incorporated a slime blower onto it, and I actually, or I actually had a um, bottle of quote slime on it, and uh, it was signed by Robin Shelby, 
uh, at a con that I met her at, I asked her to bless my slime. Uh, <laughs> but like, there was so much you can do with it. Um, like, you can, I, yeah, it's hard to explain. Uh, there's just so much you can do on a pack. I mean, yeah, everybody wants a real proton pack, like a replica, but if you go down to building your own, put some heart and soul into it, you'll be just as proud. Well, and that's part of the fun. And that's another thing we'll get into as part of this podcast is is making the props and building your own props and doing your own thing the way you want you want it to be and things of that like that. That's part of the fun. That that is one of the most enjoyable things is the feeling of accomplishment when you get a, a prop just the way you want it. And, and you and want to show it to everybody, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing is you budget a set amount every week or every month for building your pack. So, like, every paycheck you'll buy, like, one little $20 part. Over time, you're going to have a 1000 or $2,000 pack, and you're going to be very happy. It's just not something that happens overnight. You can't just flip your, you know, switch and have it done. It's something that takes a long time. Well, and I love how, you know, everybody's pack, there is so many different ways of going about the Proton Packs. You know, I mean, it's almost kind of like you've got your entry level, your mid-levels, and your your high levels. You know, I, you know you've got folks who uh, start out, you know, and, that's, and this is how I started. I started out with a spirit pack. Uh, when I joined up with the group and I, and I had went and I modded it, you know, and that was, you know, I probably had about uh, probably 200, 250 bucks in that pack. And I was very happy with it. Uh, but I knew I wanted, I wanted to a little bit more. So, I mean, I feel like I didn't want to step up and pay like, you know, 800 bucks for a band of Kent. So I, I went the route and I did the 3D printed route. Although by the time it was all said and done, I may as well probably have bought a bin of Kent because I had about 500 put into that guy, the one I 3D printed it. But I was so proud of that 3D printed pack because I I printed every piece. I wired every piece of the electronics and you know, found all the ribbon cables and everything. And I love that pack. And well, that's, that's, that's a beautiful. I mean, really, if you had time I met you that you had 3D printed that pack, I could have believed that it was it was one of the higher end prop packs because it's a really nice, real nice job. I I think with with 3D printing a pack, uh is if you put enough time in sanding and enough layers of paint, you can you can hide any 3D print job. Yeah, and on 3D printing, uh, <laughs> smoothon.com is your friend. Their uh, XTC 3D compound is a very thin-setting uh, resin that's specifically used for 3D prints to help seal things. Well, you, golly, I wish I'd known that when I was well, making my pack. Well... That here's the thing you it's a binary compound so it's like you know two two parts of one part you know one part of one part and you mix it together and you stir it and you got i think about 40 minutes to get it on there and but once you open those bottles you've got like about three months to use it all up because it's it's hydroscopic it absorbs water and that's another thing to mention on 3d printing if you're using pla that is a corn-based compound it absorbs water. The moment you get the part printed, you have to seal it. 
with ABS, it's more uh, sensitive to, you know, moisture during the printing process. So it's all about how you process it. My pack is a mixture of PLA plus and PET G. And if I ever print another pack, though, I'm going to do 100% PET G. Actually. Yeah, there's a lot of new printing materials coming out. So, you know, just research the market. There may be better things than PET G out there. Well, let's go up to the next step. What are y'all what are y'all's opinion about the new Haslabs pack? Well, John, I was actually getting mentioned that because I just happened to pull it up while he while y'all were talking printing and we let's go. My son is gonna be so excited because he has been like watching that site. <laughs> like a hawk wondering if the stretch goal was going to be, be met me too we just hit the the uh, class three spangler special uh stretch goal yeah. with the sweet yeah Haslab is taking kickstarter to the next level and that level is is the actual manufacturer is getting all the licensing and they're doing limited production runs and selling straight to the fans so there's no scalpers to worry about if you're in on the initial buy Hallelujah. And I think that's going to be on episode two, guys. Scalpers. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> yes, that that uh, that topic alone could cover at least one, maybe two or more podcasts. But the uh, I think the HasLab pack, I think, is a great mid-level pack. I mean, I, I've backed it. I'm, I mean, I'm in it for two because Brady wanted one. And the more I saw the videos about it, I'm going to get one. That's our Christmas. <laughs> and uh, Luke, I think you backed the pack, didn't you? Yeah, um, I, I talked my wife into let me back it. So uh, that's my Christmas as well. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, we've got, according to the website here, seven days, eight hours and 35 minutes. I'm hoping we hit that last stretch goal. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We were we were doing the math last night, and I think we're gonna be. I think we're going to end up being like maybe four or five hundred short. <laughs> well, but I'm hoping I was people. To somebody the other day who actually has done several of the have labs, and he said it's funny. You think that it's going to come short? It's like the last two days, magically it happens. So I'm hoping magically it happens this time, and we can <laughs> get the stand with the rest of it. But... Yeah, the stand is the i think the the golden ticket right there i mean that's yeah, a nice I stand i would have picked a different order for the stretch goals but you know maybe maybe well and that's another thing your props have to have stands you have to have a safe way to store it and transport them without breaking which is a big thing if you're traveling eight hours to an event one way well let's go up now to the mercedes bins of uh proton packs the the bin of kent and i know a few guys in our group that have uh, bin of kent packs and gosh those are nice packs oh man i saw josh build his and um i'm telling you i've never seen anybody more scared about drilling holes into a piece like he was i can no imagine. joke man that's one of the reason why i didn't want to build one because it's i was too scared of tearing it up and Oh, 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 you want scared? I got the last cast resin kits for the Destro head and the Baroness armor pieces from Pit Viper Studios. Like the very last pieces ever made. 
I only had a few reference pieces, so I, it was it was cut and pray. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, it's it's uh, uh seeing Josh's uh, come together was just a treat in itself. I have no building skills whatsoever, so if I got anything like that, I definitely need help. But we actually uh, used uh, Conapalooza. We had a table set up there, and it was in the process of getting built, and got to see the guts of it and everything. And that was a pretty uh, a pretty good draw too, because people were like, "How do these things? How do you get the lights working? How do you get the sounds working?" And with it like just open like that, you could just explain everything. It was really cool. It was like a little lab we had going there, and uh, it's just amazing about what you can do with those things, what you can incorporate in them, and everything. To you know, he, he was tickled like a kid whenever. He was able to turn that thing on and just hear the humming of it and walking down the, you know, it, it's just amazing. It's crazy. I noticed. Yeah, I last, do see that little grin that he gets <laughs> when he turns it on. I noticed at the last event we were at and he had his pack on, he would turn, he would turn it on and he would look, he was there and then he'd turn it back off. And then a minute or two later, he turned it on and did the same thing. <laughs> and, that, and I was laughing and it was like, I see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he has every right to be proud of that pack. He Absolutely, does. he does. <laughs> but I have to say, though, I, I think the HasLab pack, for what it is, it's going to stand up quite nice to your benefits. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, what I'm, I'm really, uh, I wasn't fortunate enough to get one, but I, uh, what I'm really curious about is uh, I love to see the inside of the cyclotron, like on the movie, just uh, take, be able to take it off and everything. I thought that was a cool little feature on it. Um, yeah. Does it come with lights as well? I haven't really read into it as much. Lights, sound, rumble feature, uh, hidden compartments. Uh, you can switch the lights from the 84 light sequence to the afterlife light, light, light sequence. Light and sound sequence. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. Dude, yeah. that that the lights on the afterlife pack, they just blew my mind. I was like, those are amazing. And at first I thought it was a Spangler. So I was like, he done set that thing up where he can take care of business himself. <laughs> and then I noticed at the end of it where the other guys was doing the same thing. And I got to thinking, I was like, well, you know, if that was an actual uh nuclear accelerator, that's probably what it would look like. Yep. But either way, it's cool with me. I always thought the lights were really cool. And whenever Josh got his install on his Bennett Kent, we, we, uh, we, it, it was like Christmas to us. Which is there, watch them. Well, let's take a minute and let's talk about our group in general. What we, what we like to do as far as, you know, who we are. Um, you know, first and foremost, I feel like we are a charity group more than just a, uh, cosplay group that got likes to go to cons. I feel like we have a a greater calling in a way with our group than just simple, hey, we're just a bunch of guys that like to and gals that like to dress up and go to comic conventions. And um so what is your all thoughts about our group as far as that? I feel like you know that's kind of how I feel like we are. Um Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, since I've been in the group, to uh, like, like I said, I started in 2016. I've always told everybody that's asked about it, 
you know, uh, what do you all do exactly? I'm like, well, we, we represent charities for kids and, but cons are like a perk to us, you know, cons are cool and all, but it's all about the kids to me, like seeing them small, even adults as well. It's, there's nothing cooler than, you know, after an event or something, you're walking through Walmart in your flight suit, somebody's like, Hey, can I get a picture? So, you know, but it's all about just bringing happiness and smiles to kids. And if you can do it, you know, if you can donate a check monetarily or toys for the kids in the hospital or in the holidays, there is nothing more rewarding than seeing their faces light up. And just, I've always been in the spirit of giving than receiving anyways. But I mean, I was talking to you all about the kid we visited down in Erlinger hospital in Chattanooga. That was the single most handed best day of my entire life. I mean, I'm glad to say the kid is in remission now. He's doing good. His mother keeps in contact with me, but that day he will never forget. She even still talks about it. He talks about it. And that right there is a reward in itself. Whenever you can make an impact on somebody's life like that, just to make their day when they're going through a rough time, that right the holy grail to me. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt in the spring. We, uh, Me, Nona, and Brady, we did a uh, – graduation party for a young man who uh he uh he had a disability he had been in a wheelchair his entire life and was unable to speak and i i can't remember what uh what his what his condition was offhand but he you know he loved ghostbusters and we came down and surprised him and i mean you could just see i mean his body just felt like it was literally vibrating from excitement and I mean, just the look in his eyes and the smile. And I looked over to Brady when we left. And I said, this is why we do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting, I'm tearing up just now <laughs> well, talking about I, it. I, I got a good story for you. You know, when we were uh, foster parents, you know, we would have kids on respite. Basically, we'd have them for a weekend to give the parents a break. Well, one weekend they had, you know, the uh, supervillain night on uh, the knoxville ice bears well we had a kid that night says hey we're gonna go to the uh superhero night so what costume do you want he says oh i want to be green arrow so i was running around town trying to find bits to get some facsimile to that i got that and then he saw me dressed up as a joker and my wife is harley and he decided i want to be the riddler now says yeah we can do that <laughs> and that kid had so much fun he didn't stop talking about that night for three months you know i was with another group. I'm, I'm actually still with that group uh, even though i've been kind of leaning more towards smoky mountain but for a long time i would follow you guys and i would watch you go to the children's hospital and i would i would see all the all the good work that was trying to be accomplished and and, and uh, things of that nature and and doing charity stuff with the other people, it seemed like Smoky Mountain was just putting in that little bit of extra effort, if that makes sense. And and I just I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to go to the kids' hospital because like like David said, when they just that they're getting to meet somebody who, who they believe is a Ghostbuster. And it just puts that smile on their face, and they don't forget it. That type of stuff to me, you 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 can't purchase with money. It, all you, you just have to be here. You have to be a part of it. 
and anybody who was dressed up as a Ghostbuster and has went out and done some of these charity events knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and speaking about the charity events, what we've got working on right now is every Christmas we do a uh, charity event for the local children's hospitals. We uh, we go out and we are looking to get toys for the kids that have to be in the hospital over Christmas. What we uh, have done is we've set up a, a link on our Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters Facebook page where people can make a donation or if you see the group out and about, uh, you can either bring us a toy that we can donate and we can take to the hospital, or we do take cash donations. You know, and we just did a uh, an event up at the uh, Pinnacle Movie Theater in Bristol, Tennessee, where um, we were there for opening weekend of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and people would just they were just giving us money, and we were get we'd gotten a bunch of uh, movie posters from Sony, which was so awesome for, of them because they they were giving the posters to Ghostbusters groups uh, rather than giving them to the theaters because we yeah, were talking you, to Tony. the ladies up at... <laughs> Very much thank you, Sony. Yeah, thank you, because, Sony. Because we were... Um, talking to some of the ladies that worked up the pinnacle and they said, yeah, we didn't hardly get any posters. And I'm just like, uh, they, they sent us a hundred big posters and a hundred little posters and people, we were given the big posters out for any kind of, just any kind of donation. And we were just giving the little posters away just to see people smile. And we had, we had such a good level of participation from the community. I mean, people, you know, we had one guy, I think, gave us like $40. And we're like, dude, are you sure? He's like, you're going to do something good with the money, right? And we're like, yeah. Well, then it's worth it. You know, and I mean, I'm just like, just, you know, was blown away by the generosity of, you know, the people who come to the movies. Because, you know, it's not cheap to go to the movies. And then you sit there, and, you know, and you give another 20, 30, 40 bucks, you know, to help somebody out. You know, I mean, that's a... That's a big deal to me. Oh yeah, man, it's amazing. You, uh, you're the only thing you hear is bad about people, like on the media and everything. But whenever you're out about in the crowds, you do see humanity. It's still got a lot of good left in it, and um, you know, being Ghostbuster, I, I can't remember the actual number, but it the No Ghost logo is like in the top five most recognizable symbols in the entire world. And even seeing Ghostbusters in a Christmas parade, people go nuts about it. And when they come up to you, well, why are you doing it in a Christmas parade? Well, we're just trying to bring awareness that we were a charity group. We're taking up, you know, we, we do events and everything. And usually around that time, we're taking up toys and stuff. Like you said, that they're pretty quick about whipping out their wallets or whatever they can to help out. And they're like, oh, my God. And then even to this day, even though I because of work and everything as much, but they'll still come up and I, I really appreciate what you all do. Y'all are just so great. I've, it's just amazing to see you all and yada, yada, yada. It just, I don't know. It's, the, it, it's just a great feeling. I'm with you. I agree. And uh, talking about, you know, some of the upcoming events and I don't know when this episode for sure is going to drop, but uh our next event is going to be 
on um, next Saturday, and that is December the 11th. Am I correct? Yes, December the 11th. We are going to be doing the Bluff City Christmas Parade uh, in Bluff City, Tennessee, and that's at 5 p.m. And we're also uh, going to be at John Tarleton Park for an event that the uh, East Tennessee Children's Hospital is going to be doing. And we're going to be there probably from 11 till maybe 1 or something like that. So come on out and visit us and you know, say hi, and we'll be happy to take pictures with you. And, uh, and well, in the parade, we'll wave at you, and you can take pictures from a distance. Because <laughs> uh, the last parade I did, if uh, if Ecto gets ahead of you, you got to run to catch up. <laughs> Oh my God! It's like a track meet when you're falling sometimes. Yeah. Well, guys, do y'all have any closing remarks before we uh, put this episode to bed? No, I appreciate whoever's listening and tuning in to hear us. We've got a lot of plans, a lot of things that we've talked about doing, and if anybody has any, us bring up as part of the podcast, please let us know. John, so go to our Facebook page, see what's going on, and how to interact with us. And, uh, you can also it. email us at Smoky Mountain at Smoky MNT Ghostbusters at gmail.com. If you got any prop or costume questions, please. I think his phone went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to see the group flourishing the way it is. Um, I yeah. took a hiatus for a bit, had a lot of stuff going on, but seeing the drive that the new guys have, um, Luke, I don't met you in person yet. John, I'm not, to be honest, I see a lot of faces. I work in healthcare, but I just really appreciate everybody that's came aboard, threw in. I know Gabe uh, just came in and came aboard and put their two cents in. Uh, you know, we got the tools, we got the talent, we're expanding. And I feel like 2022 is going to be a huge year for us because we got a nice boost off the new movie. And I just, I have a good feeling about this group next year. Yeah. I think some of the new guys that are coming in, uh, one that just really stands out to me was Andrew yesterday. I would have loved to have seen his face. I mean, he, you know, he has that excitement and drive that just, I was just like, gosh, I wish I could have been there yesterday for that event uh, to meet him. Because he was just so excited. Was he the one uh, going crazy over Ecto? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I said, uh, I was like, okay, man, we fuel her up the same way any other car is, $1 at a time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I quit. I, I'm sorry that I inflamed some in the group, but at least it came something positive about it where we're going to try to get that baby rebuilt. Yeah. Oh, the old Ecto, yeah. I'm telling you, man, quick story real fast. When I first got with a group back in 2016, I was coming through a rough period, and my sister messaged me. and said, hey, man, there's going to be some Ghostbusters up at Harper Field. If you want to go check them out, they're going to have an Ecto-1 there. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. So I took my son up there and got up there and took some pictures of the car. Never in a million years did I think a year to the day that I'd be riding in that car and even driving it a couple of times. And that is the best feeling ever. It's scary too, because that thing was heavy as crap, but uh, uh, it's just feeling that you can't describe as being a ghostbuster. And, you know, I try to get people that I know that's got love for the franchise 
join a local franchise or or uh, or our group if they're nearby. Just uh, man, I, I can't say enough about it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to jump off here, but appreciate y'all listening to this pilot episode. Uh, we uh, look forward to seeing you out and about, and we're going to also be bringing in other Ghostbusters franchises because we want to hear from you guys. We want to you know learn what you guys are doing and help each other out. You know, one team you know to another. All right, guys. I will see you all later.